everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to 10, and 29-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of three books, The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, 31 Days in God's Word. Those three books are available on Amazon or at my website, dorendawilson.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes for those. Some of you um, might actually be starting to think about college. Um, The question really becomes, is traditional college actually worth the cost, not just financially, but spiritually? This is the question many parents are forced to face as their student prepares to leave the home. But I've got great news. My friends at Exile College are changing the game in higher education by allowing students to graduate debt-free while learning to thrive in the context of a Christian community. They integrate a world-class, biblically-based, liberal arts-style curriculum with hands-on skills training so that students learn how to become wise, mature, productive adults who follow Jesus and live purposeful, fulfilling lives. You don't have to worry about your child going to college. You can rest knowing that Excel College will continue the job that you have started. If you want your student to learn how to build a life, not just make a living, send them to Excel College. They have just a few spots left for their January cohort. You can learn more at theexcelcollege.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. Today, we're going to be talking about the Christmas budget or rather feeling limited by our Christmas budget. Who hasn't been there, right? It can feel frustrating to be limited when it comes to a lot of things. But how about your math curriculum? Have you ever felt limited by grade-specific math materials? Have you ever wished your child could revisit earlier lessons or jump ahead when they're ready? Here's a not-so-secret gem that I've run across. CTC Math, where boundaries in learning simply don't exist. With a single subscription, you gain access to all lessons across all grade levels, from kindergarten right up to 12th grade. Imagine the freedom. Struggling with a concept? Jump back a grade for clarity. Ready to advance? Forge ahead. Perfect for homeschoolers, after-school tutoring, or anyone wanting to truly master math at their own pace. Unlock unlimited potential with CTC Math. Dive in today at ctcmath.com and redefine your educational journey. I'll leave a link to CTC in the show notes as well. All right, so the chances are that if you're listening, you are feeling the squeeze of Christmas gift buying. Now, some of us just want to dial things back for simplicity's sake, and that can be a great thing too. Um, maybe, But maybe you don't even really have much of anything to spend on Christmas, if anything at all. I can empathize with this. This is um, a, a struggle for parents who are in the throes of raising and homeschooling kids. Um, most of us are on a single income. And, um, but I just want to remind you today that God knows exactly where you are, right? And he is sovereign over it. And he knows why you're there. He knows your heart in terms of wanting to give. But trust me, he has something good in all of this. I'm hoping that my perspective as an older mom 
will help um, sort of ease the tension for you if you're feeling stressed about this. Um, One thing that I would just really challenge you to do is to step back and to think about this limitation that you have um, as a challenge, not an obstacle, okay? So this is a time to... um, think about this as an adventure. You know, my husband and I have gone through many, many different seasons um, throughout our married life uh, where things were really, really tight. Um, I'm not even talking about at Christmas time. I'm talking about other times and as well. And it, it, it's, I remember thinking to myself, and, and maybe I'm just strange, but I would look at it and go, okay, this is a challenge we can totally do this. And I would just work my booty off figuring out ways that I could save money, specifically on how we could eat um, more, less expensively, but still in a healthy way. Um, that was always an ongoing challenge. But I think that if we can, can step back and say, you know what? God knows where I am. He's allowed me to be exactly where I am. What is there to learn in this? This is where we start to really develop some mad skills. And, you know, I think that it's important for all of us to know how to live on a limited budget just for the sheer challenge of it, the, the, the problem solving, the critical thinking, but also for the stewardship aspect of it. If we are careful with our money, we have that much more to give to others if we do have a surplus. Now, if you don't have a surplus right now because you are raising a family, I've been there. I have been there and you, um, what you're doing right now is important. Investing in your family is important and it feels like, you know, maybe you're never going to have the financial, you know, um, the amount of money you would like to have or the freedom, the financial freedom you'd like to have. Um, but you know what? This investment that you're making right now into your family is a short season. It, again, it can feel like a long one, but it is a short season. You only have um, so much time to really be fully present and investing in your children um, in more ways than just financially, but a lot of times just um, raising our kids takes all the finances we have because we've got to feed them. We've got to, you know, we've got to homeschool them. And uh, so anyway, I just want you to know that I empathize with where you are. um, And I just want to encourage you that you can trust the Lord for this. And so I'm hoping that today's episode will be an inspiration to you. I'm going to share a bunch of different ideas on inexpensive gift-giving ideas and approaches to take that can help limit um, the amount of money you have to put out for gift-giving. But one thing that um, I want to share with you first. I I just think it's important for us to take a minute to examine our hearts and our situation and just really be honest with ourselves, okay? So um, this isn't supposed to be a bummer. This is just supposed to be like, hey, maybe we need a little bit of a wake-up call. And we need to think about, is our situation right now a lack of preparation? It may not be. It may not be. Um, You may be doing the very best you can and kudos to you for that. But we've been in situations where we there was a lack of preparation, or there was a um, we were in a situation because of a result of overspending on things that we shouldn't, and got ourselves in a situation where our finances were really really tight. And and then Christmas rolls around, and you know, 
it, it happens every year. And we didn't really think ahead on that. And it's hard to think about Christmas in July and August when it's hot, right? But it's not a bad idea um, to be sort of preparing ourselves financially for it, depending on how much we are wanting to spend. But I, I again, I bring that up not to heap condemnation, um, but sometimes being in situations like this can be a helpful wake-up call, like I said before, to be better stewards of our finances. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes to um, a, a podcast episode that I did, um, and I think you'll really enjoy it. It is on it is on finances, and the book is called Finances God's Way, um, and the author was on with me and just did a really good job of explaining uh, finances um, from a biblical perspective. So I'll leave that link in in case you want to go and listen to that. But we all know Christmas comes once a year. So one of the things that I, I used to do that I think was really, really helpful was to remind myself when I was going to yard sales in the summertime that Christmas was not going to be that far away. And if I saw things that I thought my kids would enjoy, I would pick them up and tuck them away. Now, be sure to put them in a place where you're going to remember where they are because I could tell you more than once I forgot about gifts because it was so much after the fact um, that I had forgotten I had them. So maybe have a special bin or container and a place that you keep it so that you can put those things in there and then you can pop that open as it gets closer to Christmas and assess um, where you're at. But one of the things that we found at a yard sale um, one year was a gaming system for our boys. We had not gone down that road and I had not wanted to go down that road for I wanted to put it off as long as I could but my husband said you know I really feel like this is something that the boys would enjoy I think it's time they need to learn how to manage it anyway um, so we we went ahead and moved forward with it and I'm telling you those boys were not expecting it and it was a nice system that we got for a steal at a yard sale and we just tucked it away and gave it to them and man were they surprised it was so much fun but um, another thing that I would do is check clearance sections throughout the year in the stores um, and and tuck thoughtful gifts away that I thought my kids or someone else might enjoy. I'd you know make sure that I um, you know just kind of thought about the other the person and and you know sometimes you'll just be looking at a clearance clearance stuff and if you're thinking Christmas, you can be thinking about grandma and grandpa, mom and dad and cousins, whoever you give gifts to, and you'll run across, sometimes you'll run across things and you can just tuck them away and get them for just a steal uh, from those clearance sections. One thing that uh, one of our son-in-laws did, and he's very responsible with credit cards. So if this is a, if a credit card usage is a problem for you, I wouldn't recommend this. But if you have good self-control, um, Use a credit card to build up cash back to cover Christmas costs. So that's what our son-in-law would do is um, the things that they would normally buy, they would maybe write a check for, or use their debit card for, they would use their credit card for, and they would pay it off at the end of every month. They'd keep track so they could make sure that it was paid off at the end of each month and they weren't paying any interest. But what they did was they had a card that would build up cash back. And so all of that, I think they used the Amazon card is what they used. And so... As they uh, built up money on there, they they then when Christmas rolled around, they bought their stuff using that that cash back. So that was a I thought that was a really smart thing to do. Um, the other thing you can do is uh, take a temporary side hustle, specifically allotting the funds for Christmas. Okay, so 
I had a friend who did uh, like two craft shows every fall, which paid for her Christmas. She had a very large family and it always paid for her Christmas. Another friend sold um, homemade pumpkin rolls in the fall. Everybody knew that this was a thing that she did every fall and they all looked forward to buying them from her. So once you kind of get that ball rolling, it can be something that people really look forward to and you can do uh, really, really well on those. So those are things you can do way ahead of time. But... Um, I'm also going to be talking about things, uh, inexpensive ideas here in just a minute, because I know like at this point in the game, we're sort of in uh, triage, <laughs> right? So I want to give you some ideas that are immediately usable. But one thing we need to ask ourselves um, when it comes to Christmas is, and, and the gift buying is, are we trying to keep up with others or keep up with an expectation that really maybe the Lord is asking us to dial back? And it takes humility to dial things back. It's really easy to add, right? It's very easy to add and keep moving, adding to expectations, but it's a lot harder to lower them. However, um, you know, I think sometimes that is what God is calling us to. And especially if for the foreseeable future, you know that, you know, there's a really good chance that your finances are not going to be conducive to the kind of giving that you've been able to do in the past. You don't need to feel bad about this. This is about being a good steward of what you have. Um, this isn't about being a steward of what you don't have. It is, it is about being a steward of what you have. What has God given you and how can you best use it? Um for the good of your family and for the good of the kingdom and for the good of the people that you give gifts to. So again, this can be hard to do, but it really can be a life-saving self-discipline. It does require humility. Um, that is not something that our culture loves or grasps. It, it resists it very, very much. And everything seems to just be so big and showy and flashy. And, you know, you see the things on social media and on, you know, ads and things like that. And it's just all these ideas about how Christmas has to involve so much money spending. But you know what? So much of that is because somebody is trying to get you to spend money on their product. It's marketing, so much marketing. We are so marketed to. And it's not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing to step back and recognize that and go, you know what? I don't think I want to play anymore. I think that we're going to do this differently. So have this conversation with your husband. See what he says. I have wanted to actually dial back our Christmases um, like a long time ago. I wanted to simplify the kids and, and their Christmas gifts. And my husband loves Christmas. And he was the main breadwinner. So I, you know, he really, really wanted to do it. And he did whatever he had to do extra to make it happen. It was that important to him. So I had to... I had to go with that because that is the decision that he had made. Um, but I'm going to guess that if you talk to your husband, he won't be opposed to maybe some dial back of Christmas. Um, but have that conversation so you guys are on the same page. Pray about it together. Come up with a game plan. You also might have to have that conversation with the people that you're struggling to buy for. 
even if it's just to prepare them for next year. Like maybe you can't change anything this year, but maybe you can get that conversation going and sort of get uh, get them get them warmed up on the idea of maybe doing things a little bit differently. Maybe talk to them right after Christmas and just say, hey, this was a great Christmas, but you know what? I think next year we'd really like to do something a little bit different, maybe more something more thoughtful or, well, don't say that because then they'll think that you thought their gift wasn't thoughtful. So scratch that. Um, you know, just basically maybe use some of the ideas that I'm going to share with you right now. So here we go. All right. So I am not a crafty person. So I'm not the person to be making gifts for people because it would not go well. I would get frustrated and I'm sorry, but what I would give them would just be ugly. And so um, I'm not a crafty person. However, we all have areas that we're creative in, okay? So I love baking and cooking. So um, you can do the crafts. Um, there are so many ideas on Pinterest, like inexpensive uh, Christmas gifts to make. Um, oh my goodness, the list just goes on. So you can definitely go there. But maybe bake or make something that the other person has commented on that they love, but they can't make or don't know how to make. Um, maybe you even have something you own that is barely used that they love and you aren't particularly attached to. So maybe you've got a piece of jewelry that you just haven't worn very much and that person has just commented how much they love that piece of jewelry. Um, you know, things like that uh, we can th think through. It's really about going back to the conversations we've had with those people and what things have they mentioned um, in passing and maybe ask the Lord to bring them back to your mind. Um, another idea, jar food gifts. I've done this before and it's been really, really fun. It's basically where you, you put together all the ingredients for soups or all the ingredients for cookies, or hot chocolate, and you layer them all in a jar, and then you can put like just a decorative ribbon and a little tag on there. None of that costs uh, very much money at all. And I'm going to leave a link in the show notes with jar gift ideas, um, just frugal ideas. There's it, it's 15 gifts in a jar, so I'll put that link in the show notes. Another idea is coupons for something that they. Uh, the other person has wanted to be done around their home. Maybe they're have they have a hard time getting out running errands because they're older, elderly. You know, this could be grandmothers. This could be a neighbor. Um, you could run volunteer to run errands for them once a month, or you know, throughout the coming year. So this is a gift that keeps on giving. Volunteer, give them a coupon for. See, I said coupon. I usually say coupon, but then I always think about that Veggie Tales. Um, I am not going to pay with money. I am going to use a coupon. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say it both ways. Um, all right, so yard work, washing cars. Um, it's really hard to find good help these days. A lot of elderly people need things done. Um, my mother-in-law can't even, she can't get her garbage can from her garage to the street because she's on oxygen and she just, she's just not able to do that. She's disabled. And so a neighbor comes over and puts her garbage cans out every week. See, that's something we could do, especially if we live close by an elderly person. If we want to do something sweet for one of your elderly neighbors that doesn't cost anything but is thoughtful, something like that. Um, 
housekeeper for a day. Um, maybe do a uh, promise a game night with them. And again, try to think back on conversations that you've had with them and remember things that they've mentioned that they would like done and they can't seem to get done. Another idea is to give the gift of an experience. Now, this can sometimes cost money, but it can maybe cost less. Um because you're actually giving it maybe to the whole family or uh, you know, like my parents, uh, were, they were asking me for Christmas ideas one year because we have eight kids and they couldn't afford to buy every single kid a gift, right? And I didn't want them to. So I asked her to give us a certain amount of money toward um, a movie theater trip. You know, with eight kids, we could not afford to go to the movies. Not all of us at once. Maybe we could take one or two kids, but we generally just didn't go. Um, or we would go to the really cheap theater when the movies were already out on uh, streaming or on DVD. <laughs> My kid, Our kids didn't care. They thought it was great. Um, but what we did was I asked her for that and she just sent me a certain amount of money to go towards that. And then we all, when a, when a movie came out that we really wanted to see, in the theater, and it wasn't out on streaming or DVD yet, we actually had the funds to go ahead and go as a family, and it was just a blast. And at that point, my husband and I, I think we could afford to buy a couple things of popcorn to go with it. The kids were in heaven. They could bring their own money along if they wanted to do a soft drink or something like that. Um, we covered the popcorn and the tickets, and, and they could bring money along to, to buy a soft drink or candy or whatever. Um, they thought that was the best. And we made sure that they knew that that experience was from grandma and grandpa. So things like that can be really great ideas. Um, an experience like driving older folks around, you know, maybe with a cup of hot chocolate to look at Christmas lights. Maybe just taking them for a country drive if they don't get out very much. You know, volunteer to do that once a month. Now, some crazy, more crazy things for younger people would be like bungee jumping, kayaking, um, maybe a massage. You know, sometimes you can get really good deals on massages around Christmas, maybe a bundle or something like that for someone workshops or classes, or better yet, offer to teach that person how to do something that they've wanted to learn how to do. Maybe bake bread or do photography or calligraphy, things that you already know how to do, maybe better than the average person that you could teach this person to do. Um, you could also um, have them over whoever they are, could be another family, could be grandparents, could be neighbors, friends, have them over for dinner once a month or every other month. And you can do that on like a little a coupon or in a card, you know, set dates so that they know that you're committed. Are you good with words? Write a poem or a very personalized note of encouragement or appreciation. Um, we can have our kids make homemade gifts and or um, cards listing the things that they love about that person. We can, again, buy a family gift instead of individual gifts like my mom and dad did with the movie theater trip. Um, we can buy board games. That can be fun for families. Um, maybe we can buy a board game and we're going to get together with them and play that game once a month or a month from Christmas or um, tickets to go uh, roller skating or rollerblading or bowling. And one idea that I ran across the other day that was so fun, this is just for an idea for kids, um, younger kids. It's called a fort kit. 
And I'm gonna leave a link in the show notes so you can go to this list yourself. But what she did was she bought a tote bag with pockets. And you can just substitute a reusable grocery bag if you want to. And in the tote book, tote sorry, the tote bag, she put three flat sheets of various sizes. You can, you maybe you have old sheets. You can pick some up at the thrift store. You don't have to worry about the quality. And um, roll them up and tie a ribbon around them, (coughs) excuse me, and then put them in the bag along with some clamps or chip clips so the kid, this is how the kids are going to attach the sheets to a table leg. So they're going to make a blanket fort uh, over a table. They're going to use these sheets and this this clamp or chip clips. You can go to your hardware store or the dollar store. A flashlight. Um, you can download a L Creative's free hand puppet sheet cheat, <laughs> cheat sheet. Um, for flashlight fun. So you would want to maybe include flashlights or even better are those headlamps, right? Um, glow sticks, those are fun. Some some snacks, you know, you can put in healthy snacks if you're crunchy like me and you just can't in good conscience put candy in there. Put some healthy good fruit snacks and pretzels and things like that in there. Um, a couple of books. Reading is like way more fun when you're in a fort, right? And uh, you could also add like a um, one of those um, book lights to, to clamp on inside as well to read their books by. Maybe just a tiny little pillow, like a personalized size pillow so they can maybe take a nap in there. And then a gift tag. So add the finishing touch to this with a, a printable gift tag. And there's a, actually a link in here to print that up. So that's a fun idea, a idea for kids. Some other inexpensive, just general gift ideas, necklaces, coasters. You know, honestly, I was at a thrift shop yesterday or a couple days ago, and I was so surprised, just kind of the fun um, costume jewelry that they had there that, you know, you could run across something and just say, this looks so much like so-and-so. And you could put that together with a couple other thoughtful things, and it hardly costs you anything. So necklaces, jewelry, uh, inexpensive jewelry, coasters, um, makeup bags, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, or journals. Um, you can include like a cute pin with it. Ornaments, um, T-shirts, those are fun too. You know, you can even make your own T-shirts where you buy the T-shirt and you put the iron on yourself. You can do photos in a frame. Maybe you did something fun with that person or that person really loves your family and they love a picture of your family to to be thinking about you. Um, I think older people really appreciate that too and frame it all up and make it look nice. Maybe take some of the kids' artwork and frame it. I think that can be a really fun gift as well. So there's just a lot of different ideas. These are, this is just the tip of the iceberg, but I'm hoping that you are beginning to see that it can be, this does not have to break the bank. There are a lot of thoughtful, inexpensive ways that we can let people know that we love them and still participate in that gift, that gift giving tradition. Um, It is easier to add expectations than to lower them, but simplifying can be a really beautiful thing. We can actually bring more thought and meaning into the Christmas season by reducing the amount of stuff and being more thoughtful in our approach. We should also remember 
to make this a family affair. I'd really encourage you to do this. I mentioned talking to your husband, but bring the kids into this as well. So many times they have great ideas and when you start conversing with them about people, you can even ask them questions. Have you noticed anything that so-and-so really likes or really enjoys or have they said anything to you? Because sometimes they have picked up on things that we have not. And all of a sudden, it becomes like this challenge for the whole family to think of the most thoughtful thing possible for the people that you need to buy for. And what a better frame of mind for all of us across the board. I want to share one of my most memorable Christmases with you because... um, I think it can be really easy as parents to feel like you're not doing enough for your kids when it comes to Christmas because we are so constantly marketed to. And so one of my most memorable Christmases was when I was four years old. I will never forget this. My mom and dad, so my brother is 17 months younger than me, so we're really close in age. And my mom and dad gave each of us um, these, uh, what do you call it, play school, I think it's what it's called. It was like, mine was a boat. Um, no, I think his was a boat and mine was a house. And, and it came with all these little pieces to it, like even a little toilet for the houseboat. And um, I can't even remember. Maybe it was a camper. I can't remember exactly what thing it was, but it was the little people, the play school little people. And if you're old enough, you will remember these. Um, and so those little sets came with a whole bunch of things, but that was all my mom and dad could afford. They could not afford any other gifts. And they felt really bad about this. And I did not know this until years, literally 10 or 15 years later, that they felt bad that that was the only thing that they could give us. But they also remember how happy my brother and I were. I just, all I remember about it is I was so excited about the gift. And I remember all the hours I spent playing with that particular gift and then playing with my brother as well. And us just having so much fun, just imagining and playing with these two simple gifts that my parents gave me. And I think this is the important thing, moms. We have to remember that sometimes more isn't better. It's just more. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for this time together. God, I thank you for the reminder the reminder that this season was never meant to break us. This season was never meant for us to go overboard, to be stressed out, to feel all this pressure, Lord. And if we're feeling it, God, I ask that you would give us wisdom to know how to move forward this Christmas season. God, I pray that you would work in our hearts um, so that we can see clearly Um, how you want us to move forward in wisdom, in stewarding what you have given us, Lord, stewarding it well, not to be afraid to humble ourselves and to dial things back at Christmas, Lord, and to remember why we even have this season. We have the greatest gift of all. We have Jesus. Lord, I pray that that would be communicated above anything else to our children. And I pray that as we move forward with the gift giving and buying, again, that you would give us wisdom that only comes from you. Father, I pray that you would help our kids to be engaged in the process and thinking outside of themselves, Lord. Help us again to be wise. We thank you so much for your goodness to us. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your son. And we thank you for this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.